Welcome to the True North Nutrition Podcast, your personal guide to nutrition, training, and mindset on the journey to transform your body. I'm your host, Joe Paul. Let's get on with the show. I'm here talking into my Blue Yeti microphone. Well, I'm not sponsored by by any means, but it's a good product. I really like it. The sound quality is immensely better than the quality that I had been recording on, which is really just was practice because it was really poor audio quality. So I'm very thankful uh, to say the least. Another quick update, my calves are shot. You know, my calves. The reason I share this and why it actually sticks out in my mind is because I'm used to having sore muscles from working out. Sore chest, sore sore glutes, quads, hammies, all that stuff. But my workout two days ago, I did calf raises. 60 of them to be exact, three sets of 20. And it's the first time that I've done calf raises since having a YMCA membership over a decade ago. And let me tell you, I can definitely feel it. Now, the reason I never do calf raises, it's not because I hate them or anything like that, really, but I've always had really, really big calves. It was actually a a big insecurity of mine growing up. And I have really big calves, so I just never really focused on growing that muscle specifically. But also, anytime that I've ever had to use my calves in workouts, it's been something like running or or double unders. And what I would usually do seeing calf raises in a program is just throw in something more, in my mind, functional, like an explosive box jump or something, where I'm still using that muscle, but the, the effort isn't to build muscle. There's no hypertrophy effect within there. That said, I'm trying something out. I'm the type of person who likes to follow programs to a T. And you really should so that you can get the the anticipated or the intended result out of them. But at the same time, usually if you have a background in fitness such as mine, where you can understand what the intent is and you can kind of make substitutions, then you might try something else out. But I like to follow it. I like to go exactly how it's written and feel exactly what's intended for that session. So I'm actually doing the Functional Muscle 2.0 by Cody McBroom from the Tailored Coaching Method. So uh, that's his brand, his, his business. And I decided to do that program right now. I'm actually right now in a maintenance phase and come the new year, I will be joining all of the souls that will be attempting to lose weight. Now, it's not a, a weight loss goal specifically, but I'm going to do a photo shoot in April. So I'm working with my coach, Brandon, and he will be coaching me through into this into this cut, into this photo shoot. But then he's also going to coach me out through the reverse diet process and get me set up for the next goal, which I haven't decided perfectly yet, but... Allie put the bug in my ear to maybe pursue a little bit of size. So she knows how much I love Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and it would really be really fun to try out some of those workouts. So that's, well, geez, that in a nutshell, that's kind of what I got planned for 2021. So this just turned into a little bit of the uh, New Year's resolution type podcast. But that's just what's on the agenda. And that's why I'm sore today. So today is actually the re like going back to the original workout now. So I finished the first two weeks of the functional muscle program, and now I'm moving into week three. So I'm really excited to start adding a little bit more weight. It's been a while since I followed a a solid program like this. After getting COVID in October, right when Allie and I moved to Arizona, 
We both got COVID. It was a big recovery timeline for me. So it was actually about three weeks before I started getting back into training and my training for the next two to three weeks after that. So getting to about mid November was pretty much exclusively with a kettlebell. And what I was doing was the 10,000 swing workouts. And it's kind of funny because it was a big learning process for me because I actually have a really like hinge resistant anatomy that I do not do well with frequent deadlifts or high volume hinge movements. And I <laughs> unfortunately relearned this as I was doing the 10,000 swing type workout. So the idea there is 20 workouts of 500 swings. So you can do it over a month or that's like the typical timeline. So two days on one day off, but that was a program that I was following. And now since I've recovered, I use the apartment gym that I'm working, working at, well, the apartment gym of my apartment. And I bring my barbell over there. I walk it over there. I post every day on it because I just, I love it. It's my little time to walk my barbell over there. But the thing that I'm most excited about in this apartment gym is actually the cable machine, which I went on to our apartment. Basically it's a community page and someone posted that the pulley machine is broken, which I was, it kind of sucks. I've been using, uh, it sucks that it's broken. It's been a really, really useful tool. It's just fun. Like anytime that you get into a more of a body composition effort where you're using more hypertrophy, more opportunities for isolation. So just moving away from straight up strength and Metcon from what I was doing in most CrossFit training scenarios, it is still focused on the compound movements. So there's definitely bench press, there's definitely deadlift, squats, overhead press, and then some, some variations of that just to change the stimulus, but keeping those as the priority within the program. Well, the cable machine makes for a lot of fun within the, within the programming so that I can do a little bit more isolation work. And so I've had a lot of fun with that, but we'll have to see, I'm going to work out after this. So I will verify whether or not that cable actually is broken, but hopefully someone goes in there to fix it. Now, rounding back on what, how I opened this episode. And that was today. December 19th. This is somewhat of a heavy day in my, in my life, but it's also a day that's really, really important to me. So it's actually the reason, like a quote that really resonates with me is actually from Harry Potter. It's Sirius Black who says it now. Harry Potter is important because it's a, a book series that I got into because my sister really loved it. Of course, I love it. I'm always using any references I can to Harry Potter, but this quote really specifically touches on the emotion that I really associate with this day. And it's by Sirius Black, it goes, we've all got both light and dark inside of us. What matters is the part we choose to act on. That's who we really are. So why is that quote important? Why is this day important? Eight years ago today, my sister, Laura, died from a lethal overdose of heroin. She was actually recovering from heroin addiction. And because of the relationships that she had or the friends that she was around, one of those toxic relationships set her off. And so while she was in recovery, 
this dose became a lethal dose from the injection and she died. That was December 19th, 2012. Allie and I were very young in our relationship, about seven months in, nine months in, young in our relationship, but we were 21, 20, not even 21. And that was really a deep, dark time for me. It was right before my senior year of college football. I was finishing up a lot with school and I was kind of making really important decisions. And like I said, Allie and I were really, you know, getting into our relationship at that point. So it was a really, really tough time for me to experience that. Obviously at any time it's tough to experience that, but as I'm going through all these other emotional lands, the, the traveling over the emotional landscape in my life, this, this giant black hole of a, of an event happens. And it really spiraled me into a, a serious depression and challenged me over the next, I was, I think it was about six to nine months. It was right around the football season uh, of the following year that I started to turn it around a little bit, but it was hard. It was hard to take action. It was hard to know that mental health had driven my sister who, who I loved and really truly cared for. She was my best friend for all of the time that I, that we lived together and, and beyond that. And so to see that it drove her to that, to that depth, it really hit me. And so for me, health became less of a priority over those six to nine months. And I would drink more and I would hold more emotions in and I had harder time nurturing relationships and being vulnerable enough to be honest and transparent relationships. So it really, really deeply affected me. But what I found was that when I turned to health and fitness and started seeing the positive influence of that, that my energy was redirected towards pursuing health and pursuing energy and vibrance and getting the opposite. What I thought was the opposite of that, that depression that, that Laura had felt. And so for me, I was kicked myself out of that depression and went way to the other side. And I forced myself into optimism and happiness and health. And I actually went, in my opinion, too far to the other side where I became restrictive in the way that I ate, or I was very, very particular about the training that I did and training enough and training all the time, focused on what goes in my body and what my body looks like and being positive and optimistic that it was all for good the whole time. It took, it took realizing that I had gone too far the other way by basically when I had finished playing football my senior year. So if you can imagine this timeline takes me up to football, I start feeling this change as I'm going through the season and finish the season out. I'm really on my hard path towards health and optimism and positivity and really just about creating positive change in life. And that's leading into the the end of my senior year of college, my, my final year of college. So as I'm finishing these, this out, I'm just about to get into, you know, I'm doing air quotes, the real world and I start realizing I've gone too far. I can't do this forever. I can't do this every single day is restrict so much in terms of food. And then 
also be so, so tight on my schedule and all these things. And I believe me, I am one who definitely supports rigidity and routine in the right instance, but this was rigidity in all aspects. And it really changed me and caused me to be this person that was very, very shallow because I didn't let anyone get into the depths of, of my understanding. And I didn't share that with anyone. So that was something that I really held back and held in. But what I found was that when I was teaching other people about it, whether it was food or fitness or just doing stuff to make positive changes in your life that I really, really lit up. And then I, I came to the understanding that this was my opportunity. This was my calling, my purpose. I could truly help change people's lives by providing them this opportunity and also communicating the message that you don't have to let it get that far. And so mental health for me has always been a really, really important piece of the equation. So that goes into your relationships with yourself, with your family, your friends, your work, relationships with things, as well as relationships with people. Because what I had learned, <clears throat> what I learned was that the depth that I put of relationships that I put into my food and my process, I was robbing from my relationships. And so I really wasn't creating the happiness that I was promoting, but rather I was wearing a, a fake smile because I knew that <clears throat> I was basically faking it till I made it, right? You fake it till you make it. But then I realized <laughs> that's not something I can really keep up with. So that that moment in my life is still something I look back to and think this is why I this is my this is my purpose. This is my calling is to help people understand, help you understand what it truly means to be free in the sense of mental and physical health. Now I do it through the lens of nutrition coaching, which we cover a lot in relationships, but I also make it a point to be really, really intentional about the services that we put towards our mind and whether that's journaling or meditating or going to talk to someone or intentional time with a significant other. Those are the qualities. Those are the actions that you need to take in order to nourish that part of your life. But it's so, so essential because when you have that distraction of, of like your own self-criticism, you're holding yourself back from growth. I hold myself back from growth because I see all the things that I do wrong. But when I've made the greatest leaps in my life have always been the opportunities where I said, you can grow from this. There's no need for perfection here. Focus on better show up tomorrow and keep being present. So eight years ago today was a very, very pivotal moment of my life. I'll never forget the phone call that I got from my mom. She could barely finish the sentence. I actually just, I talked to my mom on the phone today and every year during this time, we usually would make cookies together. It's, you know, I really didn't, I intentionally didn't connect those two events as we were doing this family cookie baking 
and um, Laura, the, the date that she had died eight years ago. But it is something that we do every year to remember her. And this year is an obvious challenge where we're, you know, many of us are not, Allie and I just moved to Arizona. My family is in Wisconsin. So we won't get to see each other. We'll definitely do something virtual, but that's, it, it is, is it a, it is a bit of a challenge. My point being, we do what we can to remember her in that light. And just like I was talking about in that quote, it's what matters is the part we choose to act on. So understanding that it's okay to have feelings and emotions and it's okay if sometimes they do feel a little dark, but it's the acting on the things that we feel in that light. And that's been my mission ever since that day, whether it was, you know, a conscious mission or a subconscious mission. And that's what I look forward to bringing to the nutrition and fitness space. So I wanted to bring you in and share that story. And I know that it, it, it hits deep and maybe some of you have experienced that type of loss in your life. And maybe some of you are experiencing that type of depression now, and especially now during the holidays, right? You can imagine eight years ago, we're, getting, we're nearing the holiday season or, or really in it. And I'm sure that Laura felt that isolation as well. So if you're feeling that isolation, please choose to act in the light because that darkness that you feel or that you feel as if you cannot leave, there is light and reach out and connect, especially now during quarantine. I know it's December 19th today, but this will probably get released right around the holiday time. But the message is evergreen. And really, it, it, it did choose, like it, do, it did cause Allie and I to act on this because as I reflect on it now, we actually literally chased the light. We moved down to Arizona so that we could be in the sunlight, in the sunshine, in a place where we felt we could grow and thrive and you have control over that. Yes, you have control over that. Whether it is literally moving across the country or it's finding the people that bring light in your life. Or honestly, it could be if you live in a cold weather state like I, like Allie and I came from, we came from Wisconsin, it's maybe going outside and getting, getting that tough ray of sunshine, even when it's freezing outside. Just know that at the end of the day, finding the light, whether literal or spiritual within your life is always, always, always going to be something that you get to hold on to as a strength in all of the success that you find after that, all the progress that you get to find after that. And that climb and that dig out of that hole, it might not be glorious and there's gonna be challenges along the way, but I promise you that at the end of that is something much, much greater. I just wanna say thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate it. If you have any training or nutrition questions you want answered, I personally invite you to message me at Joe Mike Paul on Instagram. And if you took something valuable away from today's episode, screenshot it, share it, and tag me so I can see. That's all for now. See you next time.